2: Uh,
3: welcome to Axel Millwall's. uh well we review another interesting week in the life of Millwall Football Club. My name's Aaron Paul. This is of course uh your number one Millwall fan. Show. join me this week, the daddy himself, Mr. Nick Hart.
4: Greetings to the listeners. Every week's interesting at Millwall, even if it's um, going nowhere. It's still interesting, isn't it? It always, always has compelling um, qualities to it.
3: Yeah, and the
4: keyboard warrior <laughs>
3: that only uses his mouth, Harry Warren. <laughs> I like that. I'll take that. I'll take that on
5: the chin. Better using my mouth than fucking like Matt Smithy's using his head anyway.
3: Isn't <laughs> <laughs> also known as Chernobyl Charlie. Um, Chats. It's all starting to sort of. I mean, last week, you know, we look back at that win against Preston, uh, PNE, and um, you know, it just seemed like it was. We we, we were work, working with an upward trajectory. Now, though, it seems like mid-table sort of um, obscurity is going to be the way. Um, after what is it, one point out of the last six?
4: Yeah, it's. I mean, I, I think we have to be realistic. I mean, Gary Rowett asked after. Um, after Wigan, how hungry are the team? Um, how hungry is the squad? And you know how ambitious they are. I can't remember how he put it, but I think we have had our answers over these past few disappointing games. I mean, Preston stands aside. That was a very good result. But really, if you're going to be a contender, you've got to go to places like Wigan and come back with all three points. You've got to be able to put a goal in past Birmingham last night because we created enough chances. Um, I just think that as as in it, it all depends i mean I, I know where harry's gonna go on it i think i predict where harry's gonna go on this but I, I think it depends on your starting point if you're a glass half full or a glass half empty man and from one perspective the achievement to finish in mid table obscurities is, is is a is a big one from the Mill uh perspective but having had a little taster of the of the giddy heights it also feels like a disappointment so It does seem to have gone off the ball. I I still think that Bristol City on Saturday is probably last chance to loon for the season in reality. uh, A win there might still put us back into the mix. Um, A loss will probably finish us for the season. What do you think, Harry? Where do you think we're going to go?
5: I think we'll beat Bristol City 3-0, knowing us. Um, But that's what we're like. We're very inconsistent. I I am a glass half full when it comes to Millwall type of person. And I have seen worrying signs in these last six games and I see a manager that started off like a runaway train and I have started to worry because I don't think that the personnel we need to play this system and the system that was working when he first came in and we play lovely football. I'm not going to debate the fact that we play lovely football. Seeing Jake Cooper reward forward like Beckenbauer is brilliant, right? But and Hutchinson, is, and Hutchinson, and aimful. Hutchinson. But the problem is, is they they are not meant to do that. They're not they're not been bought to do that. They're not been expected to do that. And they can't really do it to a level they need to break teams down. You know, they can do against the lesser sides in the division, and on their day they can beat anyone. But their day, they are not regularly to go up in this division. Your your day needs to be seven out of seven or eight out of ten days. and and we're not there. Last night, we were dying out for a bit of creativity. Alex Pierce is not good enough at this level. We should have been 1-0 down inside the first couple of minutes. It wasn't a push. He got misjudged to fight the ball from where I was sitting and got done by Scott Hogan. And um, yeah, I, I just think there's, you know, Harris got rid of what? How many players left in the summer? 15, something like that, something ridiculous. The problem is, is I'm more worried this season about losing the gems in our crown, so to speak, than I am of what we're going to do in, in terms of bringing people in because if Gary Rowett is to be believed. And what he's saying is that there is another level in this championship that we want to aspire to. Well, to aspire to that level, you have to spend money. And we're not very good at spending money because we tend to not have the money you need to buy those players that are hungry to come here.
3: Okay. Yeah, Harry. I've got a question though. Like in terms of uh, more of a point, actually, this sort of season, obviously, what, what Rapper took over. You know, back end of last year. You know, this is his opportunity to have a real good record. This squad have a go and and see what he can achieve, and hopefully, he's going to be supported in the summer by the board to pad out around your Jeb Wallace, your Ben Thompson, your Bradshaws, et etc., et cetera, to build that squad, that can take me of the extra mile. Am I, am I not right? I was going to say, I,
5: I just don't think... I think the amount of work to be done is not a one-summer job. Um, if I'm being honest, it's not... This style, you built a side over four years to play a particular way. Now, it was naturally at the end of that. I mean, really, realistically, out of all the players that were brought in by Harris over the over the summer... Can we name anyone that's a success, a roaring success?
4: No, I mean, I, I, I'm just. Who is actually
5: ours? Because I'll take away Woods and Malumbi because they're not ours. They're so... online. You know. But
4: the point yes. of just going back to your, your when you started, Harry, um, you're saying about uh, Rowett coming in as a, as a success initially, and that's true because he's introduced a, a different style of football, one that we're not traditionally associated with at Millwall, which is a shame because I think that um, the crowd actually do like and take, have taken to the style when it's played well. Um, he's taken over Neil, Neil Harris' squad, uh, which wasn't geared up for this this approach at all. I think that's partly the, the point that you've, you've made there. Um, so he's taken that he's taken on a team that's trying to play Neil. It's a Neil Harris squad that's trying to play Gary at football at the moment. Um Some, in some cases it's worked and some cases it probably hasn't worked so well. Interesting. There's an article on the news at the end um, saying how um, in contrast, what well, I think what the, the main, um, you know, um, takeaway from last night is that it actually he's looking to, to rebuild a defense rather than the attack because. That,
3: that's strange as well, Nick. I should tell you why it's strange? I'm, I'm obviously, you know, looking at my stats for the weekend. But taking a look at last season, Mill ship 64 goals out of 46 games and picked yeah. up four points, finished four points above Rotherham, yeah. This season they've only conceded 39 goals of 35 games. we have got eleven games to go. They're not going to concede thirty goals in, in 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 sort of ten games are they let's yeah, be that's, fair. You yeah, know this, this is helped massively by having a competent goalkeeper. But a hundred, a hundred percent. No, I agree with you completely. But there's got to have been some form of improvement somewhere in well, the Hutchinson, sense Mill didn't. They lost twenty two games last season. They yeah, true. Earth, nine,
5: but, but
3: nine. Yeah, I
5: agree. That I mean, Hutchinson's played this season. He didn't play last season for the season. It's a totally under undervalued member of that of that defensive system. Is how good Sean Hutchinson and Jake Cooper are as a pair. Yes, and I I think the five at the back would work. And it really would work if we could either sign a left back so Murray Wallace can be the left sided centre half of the free, so he can come forward and actually play. Because he's not a bad football player's centre half for what Mill will want to be going forward. I think he's probably the best of the, of the defence, considering the fact he was signed as a, a centre half. To be playing left-back this season, and yes, he's had a couple of bad games and a couple of bad halves, but at the end of the day, he's playing well out of position and in a system that is not really for him in the sense of a centre-half playing now left-wing back. And he's, he's done marvellously well, but he would be, if I'm going to lose one at, a back, at the back, Alex Pierce has got to go for me because he doesn't bring anything. He's not the tall one. He's not the one that goes and wins the ball. He's not this one. All he is is a shouting voice. And we wanted to get rid of Alan Dunn for 10 years for basically doing that. And I, I can't I can't work out what your idea is. We need a ball-playing centre-half. And I'll allow anyone, you know, uh, I'll give anyone a chance to be the ball-playing centre-half because we don't have one. So we need to sign one. I understand that. But for the system, if this is going to be the system, the system as you said, Aaron, rightly, if he's going to look at the squad, you know, there is a certain... Uh, a few players in that squad that can play the system and there's a lot that can't and that's what worries me is we're going to have to have a large turnover of players again and when we have a large turnover of players which he keeps talking about the spirit there is a risk that you damage the spirit squad by
4: changing it too much but what's cost us this season is 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 i I, I bow to the the tactical knowledge of gary rowick because he's he's a major football you know second tier football manager but I'm just looking at a table here and it's your point Aaron I mean we've scored 40 goals and it's only Middlesbrough and Wigan that scored less than us in that in that league um everyone else is a clear eight to nine to ten goals in front of us and in the certainly now you know our peers at the top end of the table at the moment um last night we um, just uh, because I was at home watching on the tv I made a few notes and I've got nice cross from Mason Bennett, who I thought played well last night. Jake goes close, Bod goes close a few minutes later. Other chances where we've gone close and we've had we've had moments and opportunities in the box where not enough um course the word the clinical is, is, is the is the is the is the cliche that we, we didn't have the, the clinical qualities. Um it's goal scoring that's our problem. Um I don't understand if I'm gonna be honest. I get I get that we need a left back and Murray's. Playing out of position, but I don't understand Gary Rowett's thinking to say that the defence is going to generate the goals, or the, the goals will be generated by means of reinforcing the defence. I get we need more depth. I get that, but one decent point. goal, one decent goal scorer would have changed their season, Aaron. No, I don't think so, mate. <coughs> I
5: really don't agree with this idea. Why? That's
3: why? Right. Hold on! A minute. Wait, 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 Harry. Before, before you say that, before you say that, one decent goal scorer can really flip over a season. I'm looking yeah. at teams that have, have scored sort of 50-plus more goals. In the bottom half of the table, it's only QPR, and that's because of Naki Wells yeah obviously Burnley did the dirty took him back flogged him on happy days you know but you look at other teams Brentford they've got that BMW Fulham have got Mitrovic granted they've only scored 49 goals but yesterday I was down there at their game mate they battered absolutely battered Swansea it took them to the 94th minute to score but that's what a quality striker gives you Leeds have only scored 50 that's because Bamford shit but West Brom look how many strikers they've got in their armory you know yeah. for 46 goals, Lewis Grabon. You look at these signs, Ju at Bristol City, he scores goals. An out and out quality striker just makes a difference in this division. To be honest, I think Birmingham wouldn't be where they are on the table without Yukovich. He's a decent player. Yeah, I
4: mean, unless this is red, you know, unless this is you know a smoke screen of some sort being put out by the club in uh, you know, same with chasing defenders when we're actually looking for something. I'm else. just the
5: reason that I'm saying it, lads, is the expected goals. Our expected goals are awful. Our expected goals, the chances we create, the quality of chances we give our strikers are shit. We don't, we don't give players a chance to score. We don't give our, our strikers the right chances. They're, they're,
4: they're, that's, that's, are, the quality, that's the quality of the crossing in you know, there, isn't it? That's coming no, in from... A, but you don't have to cross the ball. This idea that we have
5: to play... We're not playing with wingers, really. We, we should no, we're play playing with
4: wingbacks, yeah.
5: Right? Yeah. So... The idea is to, go, to be able to play a pass through the lines and go through with a 10. It can't be Thompson. If it's not Thompson, we don't have another one at the club. And obviously, this is being proved out last night. Last night, how many times did we get the ball? Ryan Woods gets the ball, looks up, does that side foot little drag that he does and sprays a ball out, to, out wide to Romeo, who goes on an overlap, who knocks it back inside and it ends up back at Woods, and we switch to play again, and we're all about 30, 35 yards out, doing this endlessly, and eventually it breaks down, or we try and swing it in from left or right, and it don't beat the first man. It's poor. It's just poor. But if you want to have a ball playing center half that's going to come and join that two or three in the middle... Then you're going to have to pay money for a ball playing centre half, and then again, if you want a better striker, you're going to have to pay a lot of money for a decent goal scoring striker in this division because every single side above us Leeds, Aaron, you've mentioned Leeds before. Leeds have got Bamford who wastes about eight or nine chances oh, a mate. game.
3: I watched him on Saturday, and do you know what? Honestly, it was frustrating, so frustrating. That they've got Bamford and they, they they failed to recruit another backup to him. They've got that Jean-Kevin Augustin that they brought in on But shit, man. I mean, it was horrendous watching them In the summer, if Barnsley go down, I would go for... Tell him, fucking go for Corley Woodrow. He's got 15 goals. Yeah, he still- would be the only reason they stay up. As usual, going and sort of, you know, ram-raiding Barnsley for a striker. They've got a really good track record with forwards. Bradshaw, Kiefer Moore, and now Woodrow. I would go for Woodrow. fifteen goals. You know what? He'd do a job. Or gonna... Lyle Taylor, or simply Lyle Taylor out of contract in the summer. To be honest, I always maintain Millwall got the wrong Wimbledon striker. They signed Tom Elliott. They should have signed Lyle Taylor.
4: I agree with that. I'm just gonna, i just gonna ask that they, they say when you're in a, in if you're in, in court and you're a QC, you should never ask questions which you don't really know the answer. So I'm going to ask. I'll ask the pair of you. Who's their main? Who's their most dangerous striker? Mason Bennett. No. Matt Smith. No. He scored 191 minutes per goal. Um, Everyone else is over 200 minutes per goal. Mason Bennett, well, he's not on the list here. Tom Bradshaw, 224 minutes per goal. Jed Wallace, 291. Matt Smith is our most dangerous striker in terms of goals delivered for time on the pitch. Excellent.
5: (laughs) 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 <laughs> where would you like me where would you like me to drop him? I mean, I'll tie <laughs> him in the middle of well, the field like the fucking donkey that he is. He can be, does, he can be the does, RSPCA recruiting man. Not, it, not, these not, not he, well, as because these
4: figures. Because his football ain't it, played on paper, unfortunately. It comes back to the feed the, the feeding of the striker. I mean, if you give Matt Smith the right kind of cut service, and I, you know, I know it's a different subject, but he will deliver the goals because he's scored eight. He's, he's you know, his general no, has got he ten does. goals. <laughs> Well, he does. He's, he's he got doesn't. it here. What did he do last <laughs> night, Nick? What did he do last night? Oh, well, it's because of the start of the play that we're... What do you of
5: play? We swung balls in and he don't get there. How many times last night did we whip a ball across the six-yard box? He's nowhere near it. He's still, you know, camped out trying to lumber himself forward from 30 yards. He doesn't suit this new game. He's rubbish. He can't hold the ball I'm, up. He's, I'm not advocating keeping him. I'm just he's saying. He's rubbish. It's, the problem is he makes it worse because we look for him because they've they've been drilled by Neil Harris. Like I can imagine right, out on right. the training Neil Harris is I'll, going I'll get it. and then it, get it. And he makes worse. I, I it worse.
4: Sorry
5: for my rant. It's just so annoying to
4: watch. It's so I, thought, I thought I, tried, I thought I'd try an amusing an amusing little. Um, into the, into the mix because yeah, that's 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 how many minutes per goal he's taken. Achtung, it's all about the service. If you if you I mean, just won't dwell on Matt Smith, but if you give strikers any striker decent service, and it comes down to the quality of the crossing last night, which was poor, and and even the, the, the feeding of, uh, you know, the through, the going through the middle, that's where it's breaking down. I'm, I'm just fascinated by the idea that we're going to reinforce the defence, which I I can see how we might need um, backup in certain positions. But for me, it's a goal scorer, because that's where we've fallen short in the table. Um, that's where the game, the game was lost last night, so we had a good few chances through the... Uh, it was a disappointing, scrappy game, but we actually did create chances. Um, and a better quality of striker to me. What do I know? I'm just a playing punter in the crowd. Seems to me where the, the you know it's the holy grail of football. Um, that's that's where we've fallen short. And your point, Aaron, about signing the wrong the wrong Wimbledon striker, I think is is valid. Maybe that comes back to the quality of of recruitment because I think that's going to be crucial this summertime. Gary Rowett is an ambitious man, and I think, he's, <coughs> I think that's what he's not seeing amongst the squad around him. Is there's there's a lack of. Um, a lack of hunger and lack of ambition from players. like that. As I said before, I don't think they're big-time players. They're not used to being under the spotlight. Um, and it's, you know, it's an American expression from their sports, but some players are big-time. They, they respond to the big situation. They respond to the big moment. But you can't say that about our current squad. Not overall. One or two look good. I thought Mason Bennett looked good last night, actually. I thought that was quite an impressive debut at home. We played, thought, him,
5: left. We played him out on the left?
4: Well, but he, he looked hungry. He looked like I mean the, the number of crosses he put in were, were created chances, certainly early on in the game as he he, he faded as it went along. Um but I thought that, that was that that was a that was a bright spark. Um I'm still not convinced about um I I I I wanna I, I wanna think there's a better player in there. I don't I don't think he's the answer. Um, Bradshaw I still he frustrates me because I think he does. He does go close. He, he went close when he came into the game in the second half. But one of those chances would have would have would have won the game last. Night. That would have been three points one. And you can say that repeatedly over the last well, um, how uh, many games? You know, five to five but to ten games.
5: I agree, but they're all the same kind of chance, aren't they? They're always a they're always a cross swing in header. You know, then we never we don't play. We don't unlock defences. We don't play. No, we're not. A we're team. not
4: unlocking. No, that's that's where we're falling short. That's what I hoped, maybe still hope that Ryan Woods will do. He's, Never. It, it, well, from what we're seeing, is 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 what is a kind of idea of a quarterback throwing the ball out wide and bringing people into play. It doesn't. What we don't have is someone that and maybe this is where we're missing Thompson, in my opinion. Um, someone to actually take the ball and make something happen in front of him. He, he'll run with it. He'll, he'll take players on.
5: Yeah.
4: Woods doesn't do that. Um, no. Jed Jed will do it. But um I think he's burned out. Some I think it was what Michael said on the WhatsApp group last night. Jed looks burned out. I think he is. I think he's carried a lot of lot of responsibility for a long time. When he um,
5: doesn't when he doesn't um play well, Millwall don't play well. It is no. that
4: simple. And and teams
5: have worked that out. And the reason that we saw Mahoney was for Mahoney to do it, but Mahoney just looked like he'd rather be at Birmingham last night, to be fair. He just he just, he's he, there's so many players in that squad that I'm apathetic towards and they, they neither annoy me nor, nor I'm joyous to see them. I I just see the names on the team shape and they're like the, the forgotten men like Ferguson and, and Scalak and Mahoney and Williams and, you know, all these players, they're, they're fine players, but they're not the top 10 of the championship getting players. Do you, under, do you understand? What I mean, no one no one's jacked it in this season. I can't sit there and go, someone's a wage fee for anything like that. They've just, they've done as much as they can go. This is as far as they can go. If they somehow miraculously make the playoffs and get form, then, then fair play to them. But I just can't see this. Teams have sort of worked out. This is the new wall. I think there was a little bit when Rowett coming in of, oh, this is unusual. We don't really know their game plan. They can go sort of two or three ways. But he almost outfought himself last night. Because I thought we were doing we were doing better before he brought Smith and Bradshaw on. We were starting, we we'd sort of got a little head of steam up and we were, we were going towards at least sort of, I felt we were creating chances. And then, then he sort of goes, reverts back to this four four two, and, and it just, I don't, I don't know. I think it's, it's desperation. It's frustrating because there is, there is something there with some of these players, but it's just not quite enough. And, and who knows what next season is? It's 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 the story of Millwall, isn't it? In in a sense, that the entire club's legacy of it will near it's nearly there. We nearly got up. We nearly done something. You know, mid table is is almost boring. Oh, I'd rather almost be in a relegation fight. I, I know it's no, silly, I, no, but, no, I but yeah, I'd rather have some excitement. With twelve games to go, going to be you know, you lose eleven games to go if you lose on Saturday, it to be nine points of the playoffs or even more. And you, but and how, you is
3: this something? Harry, if there's something there, this is an opportunity for Robert to build again. This yeah. part is going to be so important. If he can go out and get one, two, three players of actual quality, you never know what we're looking at next. Either.
4: It's interesting. I put a little um, uh, like a poll on Twitter earlier on, um, asking uh, if mid-table respectability seems to be where we're we're headed. Um, where does Gary Rowett most need to improve the squad? Just four percent. Have said of 133 responses, four percent have said the defence, 14 percent midfield, 82 percent say up front in attack, um, and I think it keeps coming back to the lack of goals scored. I mean, 40 goals, uh, a tenth position achieved on 40 goals is is a pretty good achievement, actually. Yeah, really, because that's just over one a goal, one game a goal, isn't it? Um, and and concede one and score one. So somehow we've managed to scratch ourselves up to up to 50 points and, and, and 10th position. Um, I don't know. I, I, I think the season is still not done entirely. I, I mean, I don't think we should expect anything too um, ambitious now. Bristol City will be um, an interesting game on Saturday. We do tend to play better against the big sides um, for reasons that are deeply, deeply ingrained in our psyche. Um, I, I think that there's a chance if... I'm going to guess that mid-table is where we're going to finish. I think I'm going to err on the side of of caution. I just think it does give enough opportunity to to start to bring in some of these youngsters that will be playing later on tonight. We're recording on a Thursday afternoon. You know, who knows what what, what talents we may see as a result. Um, maybe that's what the plan is. Um, we, we'll see. We'll see. As some of them, One thing I do know is that next season will be Gary Rowett's squad. This has not been Gary Rowett's squad yeah. overall. This has been Neil Harris's squad converted into, you know, um, in, into a makeshift kind of um, uh, effort on on Robert's behalf. After a summer time, after the the chest moves, toing and throwing, and a good preseason and start next season, that's where we'll see. What football under Gary Rowe probably truly looks like, because that's where we'll, we'll start all over again. There,
5: there's key areas that we're that I think we're missing. I think centre midfield, you've got, a, but we've got a complete job in centre midfield to do because the two players playing at the moment are not ours. And no, no, and, no. and that is something to very much remember. The left back, we ain't got one. So, We're uh, more likely
4: to sign Woods than we are Malumby, I think, being realistic. I think he, he looks a good player, and I think Brighton will want him back. Um, I, I would I would literally give them whatever they wanted, but I
5: don't know if we'd be able to afford that, that, <laughs> that. kind um, of money. <laughs> I,
4: um, I'd I'd save developing the Super Stadium for for um, Jason Malumby. He does look the part, I must say. And also, um,
5: I'd also give – there's a lot of things I'd give up rather than – develop the super stadium to be honest <laughs> if I'm being totally honest Although, I mean I mean there's a lot there's a long long list of things that we could discuss rather than that I mean let's be honest um I, I know that the youth team are about to go to Chelsea and and play later on I mean I watched I watched their game against Bournemouth I can't turn around and say that I watch them every week but the two um young lads up front that one player I think one plays for the England he looks better than Aiden O'Brien and I I know it's youth football and I, I can't but the fact that you have pace, if you have pace in the modern game, you win so many decisions, you get so much um given to you because pace pace kills teams on the break, it kill it, it makes things happen and and Ooh. all these kids seemingly have pace. I don't know if Mill was scouting um
4: Who's the young the young Birmingham winger, Aaron? You might know him. Um, Jude Bellingham. Bellingham. 16, what a Yeah, and they showed in the pre uh, the build-up they showed some of the clips from some of the goals he scored. He does look a prospect. I didn't think he 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 really showed much last night. There was one moment where he had a, he had a, a go, I think, from from distance and um, went close, but. Um, that's it's the because of, Birmingham play him in a four and a diamond.
3: They put him on the left side of a four, and he 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 sort of struggles out there. But I mean, I watched them um, a couple of weeks ago against Brentford, and he was brilliant.
4: I mean, I, I would like to see some of the. This, this is what I would like to see Millwall do. Maybe this is what we'll see for the remainder of the season. Possibly we'll see some of these youngsters as more regular starting um, players next season. This young boy as Abdul Malik, who in, in the in the youth team has been scoring good goals, and it'd be nice to see us maybe develop some of these players. Also, of course, hopefully next season, presume we'll keep him. Is is we'll have the return of Ben Thompson, who's been. Crucially missed last night. So it was just uh, one of my notes I made mm-hmm. to myself. Like, lack of energy. No no dynamism from midfield. I mean, the, I'm sure Woods is a fine player, but he doesn't have that Ben Thompson style of um, of energy. And we, we've missed him badly, I think. I don't like, like Ryan Woods.
3: I told you. I told you when you signed him. Don't expect fucking Zinedine Zidane. Yet. No, you know why I don't. You know why I don't like him. I've <laughs> seen this on Sky Television. There's something he done last
5: night that really fucking annoyed me. And um, I mean Romeo tried to hook a ball down the line, sort of won a 50-50 and tried to hook the ball back down the line. First half it was, and Woods turned looked at him, and just fucking shook his head and. Swore and fucking whatever. I felt like literally turning around and going to him. That's not a Millwall player. That that's just not what. Some something else that bothered me. What is, you want
4: to see? He bottled He bottled a challenge as well because um, watching it on the telly is strange. You, you you're you're removed from, but because you've you've been there so many times, you kind of know what the reaction is from the crowd. And I there was a, a in the second half we were attacking the the Cold blow lane in. Um, he, he just slightly pulled his pace up because of a 50-50 yeah. ball. And I could hear the reaction in the crowd. There's, there's um a little bit of the sky out to apologise a good few times for industrial language, which made me laugh. About three times I've written down an industrial language apology um last night. Um because he bolted the challenge. And that's uh, for a different reason in my mind. That's that's not a millwall player because the cardinal sin at the den is you can be excused, you could be the most functional player of players, but you up, cannot yeah, you cannot bot the challenge. Um, it's just not not acceptable, and for that reason, I I, I do question the rhyme. <laughs> he
5: saying in, in one instance that. he went from being like the fucking championship, you know, Jimmy Abdu, but can pass like skulls or whatever. <laughs> and he, then, can, he, he can pass. Yeah, but he can pass. But he only plays side foot passes. He's like Tannick but at least they go somewhere. These passes. It's it's a very weird role, isn't it? It's a very modern role, but I I rather the Kante version of the defensive midfielder, the all-action tackling one that can't pass, then the one that sits in front of the back four, can't run about, doesn't tackle, but just sprays the ball wide. And I, I just feel like he's more of the latter than the former. And
3: you know, there, there was a player that played yesterday. He came on from Bellingham, Beld. He's someone I mentioned a couple of um, a couple of weeks ago. around
5: January time, I think.
3: Yeah, and I, I really think he's a player that could do very, very well... Um, You know, I mean, Gary Rowett is a fan of his. I I, I think he'd be a very very good acquisition. Um, he, he's a bit of a, again, he's a bit of a dog in midfield, you know. But he's a good player. He's a really good player. I mean, I the could... ones. That, I mean, the, the the list of players that we possibly could
5: sign. I mean, it's it, it's ridiculous. I mean, you're looking for uh, for links of Rowett and and you're looking at other things. But Bennett, for me, already after seeing him for sort of 25 minutes at, at Wigan. I mean, I, I didn't get up to Wigan, but I watched. I, I saw it on a stream, and um, one thing that was very uh, one thing that was very obvious to me was that Millwall decided to have. If you were going to describe what you thought Millwall away at Wigan would be in a one nil defeat, it was exactly what I saw, and um, you know the young goal for Hutchinson. He probably uh, what's his name, Keiffer Moore, was going to score anyway, but um, I, I just thought that we lacked any kind of energy until Mason Bennett come on. And he done more in 20 minutes than any other player. He even done more than what Jed did. And I just think that Will should be offering... I don't know if Derby are going to offer him a contract. Maybe you want a fresh start somewhere else. Maybe you enjoy it down there. But he'd, he'd be one for me, definitely. But as you've said before, there's a lot of... There's a lot of championship quality that would fit. That You know, even... I know it sounds silly, but even Scott Malone in this system would look great because he could, couldn't
3: defend. I'm, I'm a so, fan of this. I'm a, I'm a big like, fan. I've uh, always been a fan of this. I think he's, uh, after Fulham, I thought he was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant.
4: He started his career. At, well, he came to us from Bournemouth, didn't he? But he, yeah. he built a name it's, at
3: Millwall. Oh, I liked him. He's, he's, he's but a this is, this, is
4: what,
5: um, this is what I'm saying in the sense that in this system, if, we, if we're moving away from being a four-four-two side... It, the signing and the recruitment's got to be players that play in the system. I've watched Ben Watson twice, right, for Forest on live on Sky in mm-hmm. the weeks, and Ben Watson is phenomenal. He and is. his career looks over, yeah. right? But local is. local boy as well. Exactly. If I was, 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 Cam- exactly, was going to sit there, if I was going to sit there and say, "What player do Millwall need? We need one of them. We haven't got. We haven't got." Mill sides are built normally around having a nasty bastard who's a leader, you know, uh, street wise a streetwise player and we don't have a streetwise player in this the side
3: thing, the, yeah. thing, the thing about watson is i mean forrest go up i can see him being bombed out in the premier oh, league they'll go and they'll go and spunk a load of money but you know i'll tell you what I, I, I don't know if i can really sort of divulge there are two clubs of course you can clubs, yeah, of course you can um, the, the yeah, <laughs> championship who um yeah no one's listening and mm-hmm. there are two or three clubs in the championship who are going to be deducted points in the next few weeks, I believe. Mm-hmm. I was quite told by a reliable person that one club will be receiving a 21-point deduction. That would be uh, Derby County. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 21 points. Would it be after Sheffield Wednesday? Would be the other one? Well, yeah. 12 mm. minus uh, twelve with nine points suspended, whatever nine points suspended means. I mean, I don't know how that works. Mm. Uh, until the start of next season, so they start a minus in the <laughs> but, but mate, No, no, whoa, whoa, whoa. If Derby dropped 12 points, their level on points are wigging, you know. Right. And I can see it, a full blown fire sale Go ahead and so it'll be a case of pick what you want Rooney to the den. No, we would never, we <laughs> we never afford the security that
4: would be needed Rooney to play Rooney. This would be, I well, think, I
3: think he'd play really well, you know.
5: There's a few
4: financial misdemeanors for both of those two teams, obviously, with their jiggery-pokery and their... Who's um, the third? Uh, I can't tell you. <laughs> okay. the I can't tell you, but you played them yesterday. All
5: yeah. oh, right. <laughs> well, I mean, these three teams all have players that are uh, would be pilfered
4: quite happily. I wonder, that play. is that is actually, I mean, this is a total random point, as, as we're talking about financial jiggery-pokery, and, and this will not play... You know, it won't excite the kids out there, but the fact that we're reasonably financially stable, oh, you, know,
3: you
6: know,
4: you <laughs> know, is is. is I, I know by Millwall standards, I know we run at a loss. I know John Barison picks up the pieces, and we've got big plans for the future and all the rest of it. But it's actually quite a valuable thing. Well, Hus- uh, you well, know, well, we're, we're, we're,
5: we're not looking. Are going to presumably? I, I mean, I can't see how this stadium can be financed without money from Husky. Am I the only one that sort of? I know we haven't no, been no, in discussing, not, it, but no. but. The money has to come from somewhere, and Berylsen can't keep just lumping nine million quid. I mean, it, it eventually must run out of money. You can't... I can, I can only think
4: money. Husky, Harry, because, in fact, I meant to... Um, I don't know if I, I, I sent it around the WhatsApp group, but Husky were on LinkedIn the other day with, with some another Formula One um, motor racing um,
5: uh, oh, that,
4: sponsorship.
5: Oh, they're now the
4: title sponsor for Salba. They were, Alfa Romeo, they've joined... Uh, yeah, Alfa Romeo Salba. So... Um, but the point being that, and you've made this point previously, Harry, that you can't get involved in major mo- motorsport without a lot of, lot of money to, 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 to fund it. So I can only presume if, if this super stadium is, is a runner, um, which it fascinates me in, 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 in the first place, but it can only be coming via Husky or, or their, their partners and their, their associates and, and all the rest of it. Um, that's, Are that's they a- aware to fill the 34,000?
5: They might need to get better strikers <laughs> than Matt Smith, because I, I, you know, I, or are they are they working on the Wayne's World two sort of scenario of oh, a man, it, they'll approach come. Me, yeah, a man approached me in a dream and turned around and said, "If you build it, they will come." Because I tell you what, no one turned. I on hope, hope it's not that. You'll be seeing oh, a lot more sort of Tuesday night games like that if we continue to be a mid-table championship side and it's on Sky.
4: I mean, it might be con- conspiracy has gone mad, but I'm just looking at Husky Chocolate UK. They're proud to announce their full partnership of Alfred Romeo Racing, a, a Polish oil company, or oil, oil refining mm. company called Orlen. Yeah. Um, and I think they're also involved Did, was, was it uh, Mercedes they're involved in, Harry? No, they
5: sponsor they sponsor the rear wing of McLaren. McLaren. Um, <laughs> and they also sponsor a IndyCar team who have a
4: Swedish driver called Marcus Ericsson so so you'd think that maybe they've got links to big money somewhere i don't know that's the the indy Indy
5: 500 is which their car will be fully sponsored up for i believe for marcus Ericsson is i think the second or third biggest sporting event in the u.s like in terms of viewership and how much it costs for an advert per you know, you know, the Super Bowl was number one. It's like a billion quid per 30 seconds or something ridiculous. But yeah, they're, they're, at the end of the day, it'd be nice. Maybe if you could give us, I don't know, um, had Iman City it when they wrote to UEFA a sponsorship deal that was definitely legal and above board and not to do with FFP.
4: As long as it's legal so I wouldn't mind I wouldn't mind being stable and and the club having a future and, and having um, a tomorrow that's 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 actually a valuable thing because those 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 um cases you've just mentioned there Aaron clearly they're all um Overstretched, shall we say, financially, and that it's going to come back to haunt them. I was going to suggest that we take a short break, and I'll run Ryan, Michael, and Mike's pieces on the general state of Millweir FC right now, and then we'll come back after the break. I thought <laughs> maybe we could run through a few Twitter responses from last night. Just, and never we'll that, that's, any...
3: that's, that's if uh, that's if Nick hasn't
4: forgotten. <laughs> Achtung Millwall and the Real Millwall Fan Show are the number one Millwall podcast and we want to hear from you. So get in touch with us, let us know your thoughts, your views, your rants about all things Millwall. We've got email, achdungmillwall at gmail.com, all one word, achdungmillwall at gmail.com. You can get in touch with us and leave us a voicemail on 0208 144 0232. That's 0208-144-0232. Leave us a voicemail. No human will be involved in the receipt of your message. So give us a shout. Tell us what you think about all things Millwall. And the best messages will be read out on air.
7: Hello, this is Ryan giving my take on where our nil-nil draw with Birmingham Leaves us for the for the rest of the season. I think um, you can tell. I think after the game, Rowett was really frustrated with uh, the 0 nil. He wasn't disappointed, but you can see he's getting frustrated. He he kind of mentioned how hard the team and himself are trying to find the the combination that will get us goals. I mean, where we are now, if we finish tenth, um, I don't think anyone could be unhappy with that as a season for Millwall, especially given after last year. Um I don't think we'll make the playoffs. It's 6 points now. It's not impossible, but our form has really taken a hit. And uh I don't see us putting a run together. I think the the squad um there's certain limitations in it. I think we all know that. I think they've been there the whole season. Um we lack a threat up front. We lack a bit of creativity. I think uh Ben Thompson Ben Thompson's injury has had a big impact on that. I th- I feel Sorry for Raul in a sense, that he hasn't had Thompson to turn to. I think with Thompson playing behind a striker in a back four, we'd be a lot more creative, be a lot more dangerous. But that's ha- what happens in football. But I think this season, for me, is a... Uh, I think it's pretty much over in the sense that we're not going to be pulling up too many trees. I think if we can finish as high as possible, that's always got to be the aim. I think all the players will be happy. I think a bit of bad form towards the end of the season could turn off one or two players from leaving in the summer um, or turn off at least their suitors from going in after them. But I think where we're left at this point is in the knowledge that we have a very good manager going into next year. We have the basis of a very good squad. We're really solid at the back. Um, we've got a couple of good midfielders. If we can sign maybe Woods on a permanent. Bennett has looked lively, so we'll see what comes from him. But I think Rawit is starting to know what he needs to do in the summer, who he needs to get out and who he needs to get in. And uh, we'll be up and running for, I think, a very exciting season next year.
2: As Neil Finn once sang, Hey now, hey now, don't dream it's over. Where does it leave Millwall after last night's 0-0 draw with Birmingham City? It leaves us exactly where we have been in the last few weeks. Six points away from six, um, patchy form, And looking like the season is is fading out, uh, sixth still isn't. You know, it's not not doable. Still, Um, there's an opportunity to get in there if a run of games, uh, sorry, a run of wins are put together. Um, There is an opportunity to be able to get in there, and a lot of teams. If you look at Aston Villa last season, were around eleventh or twelfth, then went on a very good run of form in the last ten games, uh, and got in there and ultimately got promoted. but the way we're playing at the moment, it just doesn't look like we can get that run of games together. Apart from Preston, in a sense, they three wins from a possible five games in their last five. A lot of the other teams' form has been very patchy as well, most only winning one or two in their last five. So as it stands, that sixth place is still up for grabs. Um, but several teams ahead of us now. And as I say, it's looking a little bit bleak especially after last night Uh, got it wrong last night I think it was clear that Birmingham were happy with a draw Uh, they sat back and we didn't have enough players forward you know is it worth Molumbi and Woods sitting in at home when we're playing sort of five at the back the answer is no we're missing that number 10 Ben Thompson's maybe driving runs forward from central midfield Um, and we're not scoring uh, goals Bradshaw's dried up so it is looking a bit bleak for the top six, but in hindsight, still an excellent season and something to build on coming Lines.
6: And to follow on from Mike Hayden, uh, I will quote Neil Finn's predecessor in Fleetwood Mac, uh, Mr. Lindsay Buckingham, with uh, "Don't stop thinking about tomorrow." Um, but in truth, it's it's over playoff-wise for Millwall, and we needed to get seven points from our next three games. And even though it's mathematically possible to do so, we really needed to start it with a win to be in any kind of contention. Uh, Yesterday's results was was disappointing, as was the performance. Um, I said it a few times yesterday that the the crossing was disappointing, and um, I think our firepower was also lacking severely yesterday. I, I do believe that if that Burnham City would have played against any of the top six, they would have been absolutely annihilated. Uh, that's how poor they were. And that's just a, and that's just something that Mill will need to realise, that if you are going to push for promotions and push to get promoted, you need to win games like that. Obviously, when the team you're playing against is so clearly playing for a draw. Um, I saw a poll on Mr. Nick Hart's Twitter page where we need... Uh, where do we need improvement? It's certainly up front for me. Uh, you know, last night was a clean sheet. Um, certainly, certainly a new centre forward um, to take some of the pressure off of Bradshaw and help him with a bit more service. But as I've said, and as we'll all agree, we're on 50 points already, 12 points to go. So we're all but mathematically safe. Sorry, 12 games to go. We're all but mathematically safe. And let's be honest, mid-October we would rather be where we are now than where we were then. commonly on, you, lines.
0: Achtung,
4: Welcome back, because I will insert them just so that I get one back on Aaron there. <laughs> 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 oh dear, oh, dear. Um, I've, I didn't do a random subject this week, listeners. So I apologise to you because the, the midweek game slightly got in the way of normal, normal service. But I picked a few Twitter responses from last night, which, if, if you'll indulge me, i I thought we'd run through and get any any comment on. Um, Charlie MFC says we we never looked in trouble last night against a team that had been on a good run and i think that's yeah. that's a that's a fair point we 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 didn't look in trouble the opening minute i think there's a chance they went close um, and okay. then the the disallowed goal we haven't mentioned that um <laughs> yet. <Yeah. laughs> Um, I think the referee thought there was a stronger push on Jake Cooper than there actually was because watching it on TV, they were, they were making a big deal about oh, there's no, can't see why that wasn't given. I think from the where the referee was standing, um, there's an arm that goes out from the Birmingham player and it just touches Jake who goes forward. A touch easily, perhaps. Um, and that could drew the, the uh, that was the offense that the referee saw, well, rightly or wrongly. Um, I think it actually looked a decent goal. <laughs>
5: I think it's um, it was making up for the one for the penalty that we clearly should have had on Saturday. When, yeah, we're just a bullet. In the box. Well, I mean, I mean, bullet dodging, I suppose it they say they live for themselves out, don't they, over the season. I mean, VAR would. I'm, VAR would seemingly prove that they don't level themselves out over the season. Um,
4: I am going yeah. to agree with Charlie here. He says, by Christ, that was dull. It was dull. It was. And we we severely lack firepower up front, which is the debate we had earlier on. But I don't want to go back to that one, Harry. No, uh, right. Still 50 points, says Charlie, means we're safe from the drop. Um, Harris, it's a Neil Harris bot. <laughs> Craig Jones big shout out to Craig he's always a good responder online um, feels like the team has plateaued which is a point you made Harry and um, let's face it we never seem to uh, win midweek games at home we, we don't enjoy midweek games at home I don't know why that's a well, historic no one, no one goes do they it's not no. it's like a, it become, the den
5: loses its edge by having the game on the, the midweek television games and the midweek split to a Tuesday and Wednesday fixture, I think has made our poor Tuesday night form well now Tuesday slash Wednesday night form. I'll tell you the thing busy. I've
4: noticed, I've noticed that there's a, there's a trend in football and we'll see it tonight with the Europa League games is the earlier kickoff, the 1755 kickoffs, the six o'clock starts and there's a there's a couple of games that start at 730. Um, I'm just wondering whether there's a, whether you might get more in there if it was played earlier. I don't know. Um, certainly, seven forty-five at the Den is doesn't seem to bring many out. Um, in fact, that might be something for the listeners. Aaron, would would, would you like games to kick off earlier in midweek? You know, would it would
3: they... It's not feasible, though, Nick. That's the problem. I mean, do you know even these European kickoffs? It's a load of bollocks. And it only happens on the continent, you know, where they can afford to have, you know, sort of siestas and stuff. Here, though, I mean, you'd be battling against flipping the DLR or battling against the Northern Line or something like that. You'd be battling against the fucking tourists at Oxford Circus. It'd just be be a logistical, general nightmare. Um, You know, maybe... I
5: would like it to be earlier.
3: Would
5: you? I, I I would take to it. Um, I I think it would to leave. I mean, let's argue that if you're you finish work at five, yeah, and you work in central London, you're not going because, to be able to go home. And, and if you're Kentwall, you're not going to be able to go home. And if you're Essex Wall, you're definitely not going to be able to go home and get back in time. So if you are going to go. To a sort of seven o'clock kickoff, that that half hour, that forty-five minutes makes a big difference. Because last night, by the time I got home, I mean I, I, I'm on early this week at work, so I, luckily I can go. So that's a five o'clock wake up. So I didn't get back in home until eleven o'clock last
4: night. You, yes, you know it's, what I mean? a it's a kill- long. Ago. It's a killer. It's a killer. I, I, I used, you know, I used to find the the gap between, like you said, finish at five o'clock, and then you have got to kick around till quarter of eight. Too, not enough time to go home, have a bite to eat, and come back out again. You got to stick around after work. You're sitting in, you're sitting at work, trying to drag that out. You're going to go have something to eat. Something to go. You drive. I don't know. There's loads. You, you know, know, we can. P- we're going to home on a Tuesday night. It's not a glamour
5: tie. You, oh. know, you know, with the greatest deal of respect to anyone, I also think Friday night kickoffs are the death of the championship. I hate them. I hate them with a passion. Friday night. I I, I know a lot of people like them. I just can't. I can't take to it. I, I I don't. I think Saturday early Saturday kickoff ain't even too bad, you know. I don't
3: understand the other week though. There was two Friday night games. I, I I didn't understand it. It was like about three weeks ago, and I was just like, what, "What's this all about?" I mean, at the start of the season, you know, sort of when the season starts on that on that first weekend in August, whatever it is, uh, the Friday night game was Luke uh, against Borough. and do you know what? It was actually really good because you know you were like, "Yes, yeah, buzzing football's back," and the yeah. game gave that little taste. But, I mean, otherwise, you know, if you're putting Stoke versus Wigan on a flipping Friday night, I'm like, oh, mate, come on. I'd rather go down the Wetherspoons and, like, stick to the carpet. Do you know what I mean? The thing is, it's it's, it's always nice if
5: you get a Friday night game that you wouldn't have gone to. Or like an away game that you couldn't make or something on a Friday night so you can watch it or whatever. But seemingly this season, Millwall uh, have been stuck on in away games that I want to go to. I want to go to Forest on a Saturday. I don't want to have that taken away from me by Sky Television. And I now can't go on a Friday. And obviously the fans always suffer. And, and I think that's the same with Millwall Birmingham. I can't remember. I think we've played them once. I think Tunnelcliffe scored like two years ago or something. When last time we played Birmingham on a Saturday, there, there seems to be a pattern to fixtures that you never get. We, I remember when we were in League One, we never would play Southend in August. You'd always play them in January and it'd be fucking horrible. Uh, yeah,
4: let's see what the listeners think. Would, would you like earlier kickoffs? So does it work? Doesn't it work? It will differ from individual to individual. I well, it may well, have earlier kick but there we are. The, su- the Sunday 12 o'clock kick-off is ungodly. That's ungodly. I don't mind. Not, 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 not out, a religious
3: season.
5: <laughs> not out <laughs> of a religious idea, but just no. it's so bad. It's just flat. If you've been out on the piss on Sunday, you don't want to be there. And if you want to go out on the piss on Sunday, you don't want to be there either. It, it's just a bit... It's just a bit of a nothing. They're always a bad game as well on the early kickoff on a Sunday. It, uh, it's just such a strange. Thing.
3: I've seen a couple of good ones. I mean, the yeah, girls you've bad, game, you have know,
4: seen, seen more bad games than you've seen good games, <laughs> haven't you? On the
5: twelve o'clock kickoff.
4: I've got one here from the emotion, the emotional one. I think it's Schultz. Yeah,
2: um
4: it Sadly, Millet cutting edge up front. I think we've established that, and that's the reason why we won't make the pass. I think that is that's that's right. It's, it's a shame, as he says, because we have a serious chance to make them we did have a serious chance there was a moment where it was in sight and it's 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 faded away um i I actually think and i I don't think it's gone yet
0: just
4: just on a side note bristol city
3: is such a strange football club you know i mean very odd like historically
4: historically strange aren't they i
3: mean what i I, want to i want to sort of you know just touch on a bit of brief history of Bristol City. Um, they were run by a gentleman called Harry Dolman, who owned a a, a um a steel like plant in in down in the south. And you know, sort of, he he built the club up and 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 really did well. There's actually a, a stand named after him, the Dolman stand. What I later found out is that Harry Dolman was born in like the 1800s. Um, his wife is still alive today. Really?
4: Because wow! Because she must be he, ancient
3: owned a steel factory she went in there as like an 18 19 year old got herself a job and ended up falling in love with the boss who was like in his 60s now she was actually known as like the original kind of gold digger her name is marina Go- uh, marina dolman now funny enough i was actually doing this research reading up i was walking to ashton gate there's a car pulls up <laughs> guess who fucking walks out her <laughs> oh my god she's she's the president of the club there's a road marina dolman way and and it's really weird, like, It's just a very strange place. They've built this sort of new ground. You know, they've redone the entire ground. It looks absolutely fantastic. It feels very artificial, though. It feels super artificial. It feels like they're trying to force Premier League football. They're desperate for Premier League football. But they're always going to be the bridesmaids, you know. I mean, I'll give an example. I was talking to one of my colleagues this week. And he turned around and he goes, he reckons that's them done out of it. You know, I think they lost again last night. Um,
4: have they, They've
3: never played in the Premier League, have they?
4: Never, have they? never, Did they
5: concede late on to... Were they playing Fulham last night?
3: No, they played Huddersfield uh, on Tuesday. Oh, right. I, Fulham you won last night. They were pulling themselves out of it. Yeah. it's
4: It's a strange one. Bristol is a strange... Uh, city in that way because if you you know in in terms of size and you know um the, the kind of the uh the, the market area is again to use an American term but you compare Birmingham um, Manchester, the, you know the north the northwest which is a, a football hotbed if you include Liverpool Manchester, and, and, the, and the surrounding satellite towns you've got to a Yorkshire you've got the Sheffield Leeds you know again a footballing hotbed and, and the northeast somehow bristol which should be in that same category has never really achieved sporting success in in on any level i mean it's a very strange place isn't it uh, you know you look at the, the, the silver when it's come to the birmingham clubs over 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 history then so should Birmingham yeah, City.
5: Rovers, got...
4: rovers have never done anything with themselves they've always been a lower lower um League side, city. I I love
3: it. I th- I think it. I think they're. You know, it's a nice club, and not a, not a nice like A nice, a nice place actually. If you go to that side of Bristol. It's actually very picturesque, it's nice, it's quite um, quite cosmopolitan, if you like. Yeah, but, I
5: yeah. Mean, I, is, I yeah. The university is quite
3: high. Yeah, I mean, popular. my my cousin's there now. You know what, I brought down, I see him, we go for a bit of dinner. It's actually a very nice place. It's and, a very liberal, lefty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. central going to so. be no. one of the first
5: towns or cities in the world, I believe, to ban any form of motorised vehicle.
3: Well, they're going to um, be in the city centre, yeah
5: so they are very um they're very forward-thinking despite <laughs> yeah, the fact yeah. how the tropes being they're backwards because they sound like farmers you know <laughs> but,
3: <laughs> that's the funny thing if you go to that side they actually don't it's only when you go and watch roo that they do but if you look Rubis at some more of a traditional man's town i believe <laughs> <laughs> well they all drink scrumpy as well but they um they, they're looking at building like a sports village um, you know, with the basketball team and this and that and hotels and flats and you just sit there and you wonder, like who's funding all this? I know Hargreaves lands down on the club but yeah. you funding yeah. all this. You're going to retain the the championship club. What are you doing? I personally think, this is a prediction I'll make. I think they don't go up this season, or they don't get into the purse, they'll sack the manager. I think he, Lee Johnson needs to go. Yeah. He's become like a manager who thrives off of runs. He'll go on a, run a bad form and run a good form, run a bad form, run a good form. And it's just not working for him. And then that's been ploughed in. Mate, they spent a lot of money in the summer, a lot of money buying players in the summer. And, and, and you know, it's just not worked out for him again. This league, this season, has been, and you watch more football than me, Aaron,
5: but I don't think there's an awful lot of quality. I think there's an <laughs> awful lot of teams that are all right, and that's why you've got such a big fight of such a I, group of teams together.
3: I think there's quality, Harry. I think it's just chucked around. Like, it's sort of spread out very well. Um, you know, it's strange, isn't it? I mean, when you watch some of the clubs that play in this division... How they yeah. build such inconsistencies and how open the league is as well. I mean, yeah. genuinely amazing to watch. People ask me all the time, you know, do you prefer going and watching Premier League football or do you prefer EFL? I go mate Championship, championship, well, championship, Championship, Championship any day. It's excitement. It's brilliant, you know, and and you're seeing fans, real fans, real clubs, real atmospheres. And it is actually brilliant. It is, it well, is Just you know,
4: to reinforce that um, point, Aaron, I'm just looking at the bottom of the table at the moment. We, you know, we've, we've been in a fortunate position at Millwall of looking up at the top six. And that's probably now pulling away from us. Perhaps we'll see how it goes on Saturday. But the battle at the bottom of the division is is quite fascinating. I mean, the teams that have started winning now, I mean, Barnsley won. Um, they've got three wins on the spin. Wigan uh, won last night, I believe. And Charlton lost late. So... <coughs> You look at from the bottom, the third position from the bottom is Wigan at than thirty-seven points. Barnsley aren't entirely out of it on thirty-four, and neither are Luton on thirty-three.
3: Well, uh, funny, funny you say that. Luton, Luton are hauling themselves up. They've won three out of their last. one. I'm watching them Saturday against Stoke. Now, Luton win, they could pull Stoke right back into it. Stoke, Middlesbrough, Huddersfield, Charleston. Middlesbrough in massive trouble.
4: Massive trouble. I'm quite
3: I mean, big... off Woody. You know that.
4: I I I just think you know there's a there's a story to unfold and with 11 games to go I know that we're we're in a, the slightly comatose position of mid-table obscurity now but um, you look at that bottom the bottom bottom eight and it's it's up for grabs and anyone that wants it I think survival's on the table and yeah. anyone that hasn't, hasn't got the hunger and I'm looking at you Charlton right now um, we uh, could, could renovate it can't we. Basically,
5: by winning against them, wins our game against Cheltenham? <coughs> April. April the 4th. Yeah, so would they... Oh, would that'd be massive, win? wouldn't it? Well, oh, I, mean, I mean, well, if we're in a running, I mean, this is what I'm saying, that we would... we. It was all in our own hands because of our running was significantly better than other people's. I think Forest and Charlton were the highlights that I picked out, and QPR as well were like sort of away games where I thought, oh, well, Mill will need to go away here and get a result, you know. And, and now I'm realizing that maybe that's all going to be for nothing. I'm going to end up, I hate going to QPR mainly because we have to, that walk around the outside from the, the underground station yeah when yeah. we get 14 airport searches on the way to the ground for <laughs> instances that happened once um guess
4: bermondsey boy i always like to bermondsey boys um yeah. tweets 50 he missed... <laughs> <laughs> he's been banned so many times he missed master chef to watch go to mill last night and he, just, <laughs> he just watched master chef i think that's a quality way to finish last night's um uh re- review um... to break the
5: fourth wall on that point about masterchef um my friend today has had the masterchef team turn up to his work so um oh, okay. so to break the full fall so they're filming an episode now so um just on the on the point bermondsey boy i can divulge the uh location of have said that if you want to go and see mr greg wallace
4: <laughs> Millwall fan of course i want to get you on MasterChef Harry you're, you, you always um, you and your steaks you're, you're, you're a bit handy with the old steak I'm going to get you on MasterChef yeah you? I
5: do steak I do steak and coffee that's about it and red uh, wine that's all uh, sort of the uh, things that I do image,
3: Harold I've just seen a, a pop up ad on Twitter Morrisons are doing two rump for a fiver get down there, and you get a free bag of chips as well Get hey, down.
5: I good. do one, one does not shop at Morrison's. Okay, let's
3: let's get this very, very
4: clear. Mess, message to all the single ladies out there. Harry's very good in the kitchen. Get off Tinder. Get, get on get on get Harry on, on Twitter, you know? Look, mate, it, I am
5: I am fat, can, angry it, and alone for a it, reason, right? It, it, I am what the youngsters <laughs> refer to as gammon. It
0: can right? cook, uh, it's perfectly it can cook fine. as well, girls. He can cook as well. Achtung, Milbach.
4: Anyway, um, season ticket sales. I thought you said we'd close that
3: like,
5: instead of the club <laughs> shop update, would you like um,
2: season
4: uh. ticket? Is it me or are they started up early this year? Um, Very I don't, me, yeah, I mean, we're not February's not out yet, we're getting the season ticket sales. On i've renewed mine because I, I wouldn't know what else to do on a saturday afternoon Aaron, other than go watch the football oh, you know oh, yeah, uh, um but i just wondered are we trying to get money in for a war chest for the summertime spend spree i i don't but know I Apparently, loads of
5: people seemingly are online complaining about the prices um i checked mine's actually gone down by around 40 pounds
4: has it uh, that's intriguing yeah. it's intriguing um, um which obviously
5: you sit you I, sit you sit in the east lower though, harry don't you you're, you're, i do i do sit in the east lower. Lower, which used with well, dockers lower to give it its yeah. official title nowadays it will always be the east lower um to me but there we go um but yeah it used to be the family enclosure years ago and they moved that to the left-hand side because obviously presumably they are quite good seats if you like to watch the game from ground level and sort of see that and um they moved the family enclosure and they they then could charge more money so there was a jump one year about mm. sort of five, six, seven, eight years ago now. You forget it all mills into one. But they, um, they've they gone down, I'm presuming. That's, and that's think, weird. That's weird. This is, this is my cynicism, is that they have gone down because it will look better to fill that stand on telly. Ooh,
4: that's a deep, deep state conspiracy there. I have not thought of
5: that. Well, if you think about it, the West Stand always looks fuller
4: than my stand, and but you don't see the West end on telly. I've renewed mine. I mean, mine, mine mine's gone up from four, three, two last year. I think it was on I mean, the uh, block one, upper, upper west uh, Barry name. Um and it's gone up to four hundred and fifty. Um, but I don't get any, any discount, Aaron, for the bird shit. There's, there's nothing knocked off for that well, bird shit. They take
5: well, off. take like a pound per pound bird shit.
4: <laughs> one thing. <laughs> one one, one water, thing. Water, what, one thing that did make me laugh i mean you you, you you i'm ahead of you boys here a little bit but i i actually turned 60 in in uh, in october and for a long while i've been looking forward to the moment i'll get a cheaper rate season <laughs> ticket and they keep they keep moving it like they keep moving the um pension. Uh, moving the pension um okay boomer i'm hearing all around the internet out okay boomer um and they've awesome. moved the Gammon. what's the what's, what's the but, Gammon, what's the the travel card when you get your free travel that's moved they keep as, as i get close to it they move it just out of reach i'm gonna go for my whole life so
5: is that just not
4: quite qualified to, for the right, cheaper rate for the
5: premier league isn't it it's just always there but just out of reach i've <laughs>
4: moved it to 62 i've got uh, those in two years time now i might be able to get my cheap rate season ticket so i
3: chuck it in the 65 were, yeah
4: the you know, <laughs> time you, know, time you, you
3: yeah
5: it'll
4: be 889 19
5: yeah. yeah. the, um, the one that really interested me was mine so mine was four 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 eight last season yeah. and it's four ten this season
3: That's
5: weird, so man. so it's very strange i've seen the
4: kids tickets apparently have gone up by quite a bit which well they split it and i just I wanted to mention it, I, I've no hugely strong views on it, but I, I, one thing I think that, this goes for football generally, but Millwall more than most, it's important that we get kids into the habit of going to watch football because everything nowadays is lived around the screen and not going to the event that you, you know, you, you follow, um, watch it on, on TV. Um they, They've split it. Um I've just got the, the prices here. Under um I'm going by the West Stand. Well, Actually, under sixes are 25 pounds, which I think is a pretty good deal for an under six-year-old. Um, they've they've raised the under 12 to 50 pound across the ball, wherever you sit in the in the stadium. For if you're under 12, it's 50. Uh, under 16, 100 quid. Um, so they've got this kind of split at six, 12, and 16. Um, I don't know if that's wise. I think if you if you're not earning under the age of 16, you're at school. Yeah, it should be 50. You should. Sh- Yeah, I mean, I'd say flat 50 for across the board, that would seem to me par, you know, I'd say it's a good deal then. I
5: think in Uh, terms of for the Tuesday night games where we're not going to get any kind of, um, you know, any kind of real attendance, barring, you know, having leads on a Tuesday night, which wouldn't happen for police reasons, I would guess. Um, and possibly the fact they might go up, but I think that maybe the club should look into a Tuesday, a, a midweek season ticket and make it really cheap to try and drive attendances. So it's only you can buy a separate, you know, like you've got the a separate away season ticket. Maybe yeah. they should do some form of deal around that to try and drive attendances midweek rather than these one off sort of kids for a fiver deal. Maybe I don't know. Make the kids free on a Tuesday night when, but make you can have one free child ticket with your Tuesday night Millwall season ticket. So I don't know, maybe drive the footfall that way. Do something. Do take take some initiative. Try and try and drive that rather than just selling block season tickets. I don't know because. There's something wrong, deeply, deeply wrong with Tuesday and Wednesday night football at the den. At least if kids are going, I mean, you get bitten by the bug the more you go. And surely the idea should be to try and have as as many people going as possible. And if you make that cheaper on a Tuesday and Wednesday night, we never sell out on a Tuesday and Wednesday night. So do do the dips then when you're not going to, you're not, they're not clambering for tickets. The the stadium has to be open. You're not losing any more money. So
2: I'm hoping that
4: that. They've got into got into this in some depth. I'm hoping um, because they've got this split at six years old, twelve years old, sixteen years old, and under 18's price. Which again, I, I get that you're possibly still in school. You're, you're probably not working with a, any any kind of decent wage at eighteen. So there's a hundred. Do they still cent- do?
5: 175 they Let's... still do the 18 to 21 yeah did, did they do that last season Ari? i, I, I don't know I'm, i've i've long since of the days of well uh, i well, yeah. 21 but I, when i was when i was that age it was around i think it was like 75 percent cheaper than what an adult season ticket was and well, it was
4: just, quite quite decent actually the, the cheapest place to sit in the stadium is the jeremy kyle stand the lower um yep. And that's three hundred and sixty for an adult ticket there, and then you've got the uh, two two twenty for the eighteen to twenty one. Um, What's that uh, work out? The game has anyone worked that out? It's about tenner, isn't it? It's a twenty three arm game, so about tenner uh, for the for the yeah. for, which I think is pretty good. So that's a good deal. I like that. But they've got these they've got these um, splits, you know, and I wonder whether they've gone into it in 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 the sense that um, that, that there's there's that, there's <laughs> Someone's analysed it. I'm, I'm hoping, or whether they just sat down with a grid and thought, well, what what colour should we draw it? What prizes should we stick into it? I don't know. I'm very worried that that may be the case. So, an 18 to 21 year old over the, in your section would pay 225. Um, I'm guessing. Well, we have, worth yeah. well worth it. Yeah. Well So, anyway, um, just I thought we'd mention the fact that the season tickets are on sale. The, the deadline for the saver period is April the 10th.
0: Achtung. Milwain.
4: Finally. And finally, this this crops up today. And I'm interested in what you think this, Aaron. The the Premier League is launching a Hall of Fame, the the American idea of Halls of Fame for the the American football, uh, the the NFL, and and, and, uh, the NBA has a Hall of Fame. And the Premier League wants to launch its own Hall of Fame. um, And they're having a a poll online. I I, I find it slightly... um, Well, take it well the honor of being in oh you might i'm well, sure you, so you get a medal you get, get a medal not
5: a ring like they get in um not a ring they get like in america like america. In the super well you get uh you get a, you get a well, ring which, don't you, like. there's
4: actual, actually a physical building the, the, the baseball hall of fame is a physical building where they've got like a it's like a museum i suppose and you, you've got like you know you walk from um a piece to on piece of you know uniforms and bats and the, the if ball thrown by a paper or something, yeah.
5: Well presumably if they'd done a Hall of Fame for um the Premier League Hall of Fame, it would have to start in nineteen ninety two. It's not really much of a history, is it? Well there, of... um, there used to be a National
4: Football Museum, it was up in Preston
3: still, Yeah, it still is. Well it was it was uh, it was at Deepdale, but now deep it's deep in, in the centre of Manchester and the actual um the Hall of Fame's in there. Um I know Tom Finney's in there. I mean uh... Does he stop at nineteen ninety two? Just really inspired, well, uh, I don't think it does. I don't think it does. I'm just, I'm literally just gonna pop on and have a look. Um, it stopped at 2000. And, oh no, Justin Fashion was in, of course, he was inducted last week, was not he? Yeah, uh, okay. in the Hall of Fight Wilson, Gary Speed, Charlie Roberts, Frank Lampard, Gerard, Billy Bonds, Gordon Strachan, Billy Liddell, Mark Lawrence, and Dennis Irwin, etc. 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 I mean, the first inductee was Gordon Banks. George Best, Eric Hanson, it goes, it goes back to 2002. That's when it was started. Um, so and- the
5: Premier League are not happy with the idea of a football Hall of Fame. They want a specific uh, Premier League Hall of Fame. Yeah. If that does not show you what they are like. Nothing else will. That is my feelings on that summed
3: up. There's already a Hall of Fame uh, in this country um, for football, basically for
4: entity mate. that's it that, that's that's how it is simply this is where it's moving to i i, I find it laughable um they've got Alan shearer nominated uh canton drug uh, bar i mean he's all great great players um i think it's 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 that point you've just made and i think that's what underpins this is the idea it's going to be a breakaway league a bubble in its own right and there's there's an americanized quality to the idea of a hall of fame Um, there's already a national museum of football which is great and that does extend back to the origins of the game back in victorian times and it isn't just purely a 1992 onward thing so um,
5: one that thinks the efl should undercut sky and go to amazon for the championship They
3: can't undercut either. How it's done on an independent bidding process.
5: Well, well, what I'm saying is, is they should be the ones offering themselves up to Amazon because Amazon will destroy Sky Sports. I'm, I'm. This is definitely going to happen. Over the last twelve months, you look at the amount of encroachment from BT in terms of the games shown, the sports that BT have nicked off Sky, and. Obviously, they're, own, they're they're in partnership with ESPN, and I generally think that Amazon will be the deficit because to have that much football, to have the the choice to watch whatever you want at the time, is the way our people consume their media nowadays. And realistically, as much as we all love a three o'clock kickoff, and it won't take away from going to the game, kids don't go to football anymore. It's easier to pay seven ninety nine for your Amazon Prime than it is to get a thirty pound match ticket.
4: But I I, I I think there's a there's a, the, the fundamental principle whether it's Sky whether it's Amazon Prime or um, in in the USA Facebook and, and and YouTube have got involved in stuff um, uh, BT sports and all it's this whatever decision whatever deal is is made it should be to promote the sport and reinforce the strength of the game across the board. It's it's never done that way. It's always to build. Um, enclosed bubbles where some some clubs at the top of their pile are mega rich and you know devil take the high most. and that's that's the problem that's that's where sport generally I include other sports because you can you can do the same in cricket and and others have gone down this road football's the the biggest and and most um, spectacular example of self aggrandisement and reinforcement of, of, of one or two clubs at the expense of the depth of the game. The, the, what all of the authorities should be doing is looking at how do you best promote the sport down to the very lowest levels and how do you have a thriving game generally, not just a thriving Manchester City, a thriving Arsenal, you know, whichever other clubs are going to benefit.
3: Yeah, we we, we are done. Uh, let's have your Predos Millwall back at the end this Saturday, three o'clock kickoff. off. Nice and traditional Bristol City, the visitors. Come on, Bristol.
4: Uh, who's having what, champs? <laughs> Big game, home game, Millwall 1, Bristol City 0, I think we'll do it. Uh, I think Millwall win 3-0. 3-0.
3: What about you, Aaron? I mean, usually, Harry, I'll
4: pull you up on not actually saying that
3: properly, but uh, I'll let you go on this week, pal. Uh, Sorry, c- mate. Millwall City, no, can you set order to regulation, please, according to the format, <laughs> the paperwork format. Uh, Millwall 2... <laughs> Bristol City nil, I reckon. Um, and uh, I think this is the week we can see Bristol City really sort of uh, flop out of the playoff. And uh, Mill will push further on, chaps. Thank you very much. It's been absolutely brilliant. Nick, You you down at the game Saturday quarter, you it?
4: Yeah, Saturday, mate. Yeah, Um show go online Sunday. Probably Sunday evening, I reckon one way or the other but yeah certainly a show out of the week I mean there's rumours that Nick on a Saturday afternoon when there's no football you just go and sit in a dark room and stare at a wall mate I I look out the window mate I look (laughs) at the garden I think you've got a model train set (laughs) That's the kind of that's my next move. That's
5: your next move, a <laughs> model
4: train set. You get your little, you
5: get your little train conductor thing out, and you—that's you, that's starting to borderline Chelten behaviour. Have um, it
4: going around the patio back. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah,
5: the
3: garden railway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
4: exactly.
3: Uh, thank you to you for joining us once again. Uh, this is Actor Mill, the real Mill. Good luck to the kids. Yeah, good luck to the kids tonight against uh, Chelsea down at the bridge. Um, but yeah, until next week. Bye for now.
0: Is